Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Today, I want to talk about two people in specific. Two people in specific, neither of them are Chicago Cubs, but two people in specific. One is Mets owner Steve Cohen and one is Mets 2021 first round draft pick Kumar Rocker. Today at I think it was four o'clock in the afternoon was the draft signing deadline. If you didn't sign by the deadline in almost every specific case, you're going back to the draft pool later. And Kumar Rocker did not sign with the Mets. The 10th pick in the draft, the MLB had, oops, I, I said the MLB kind of accidentally. MLB had a draft combine this year, much like the Major League Baseball, um, NFL teams do. NFL teams one of the big things of their offseason is they get they have the combines. They have a large venue in Indianapolis rented out for a while. And the linebackers come in and do linebacker things. And the wide receivers come in and do wide receiver things. The quarterbacks come in and do quarterback things. And the running backs come in and do running back things. The offensive linemen do what they do. And I don't know if punters and kickers do much anything. But... Players come in and they show what they can do. And, of course, one of the cool things is seeing a guy do a 40-yard dash wearing the number 174 or whatever. But, uh, yeah, so the football players go through all the football player things. But since the baseball draft this cycle was kicked back to July instead of June, in June there's still baseball games going on. There's still baseball games going on especially for players who are on good teams. Good teams that are in the NCAA tournament, they're still playing. Players that are on teams that were in the NCAA, well, the NCAA tournament, go. Uh, the draft is usually partway through the NCAA tournament. So the teams that are making it to the uh, final 16, those players are still playing. One of the fun stories along those lines is... Um, a couple years back, Chase Strumpf headed to the plate in 2019 against Loyola Marymount. Knocks a home run in the tournament, trots around the bases, steps on home plate, turns around, gets the dugout, and hey, guess what, Chase? You've been drafted by the Cubs. As he was at the plate, he was being drafted by the Cubs. Not necessarily the optimal way to have all your energies directed in the right direction. Having to worry about the draft. and it, It's not ideal, but really with baseball, there is no ideal way. This year, they had a bit of a combine. It was kind of a sham for players to have certain protections, um in regards to how much they would be offered, they would have to show up and get pictures taken of themselves. Here's what my arm looks like. Here's what my shoulder looks like. Here's what my elbow looks like. Run up and down the field a little bit. Okay, now you've done all the um, cursory uh, things that we want you to do. 
So now go on, do whatever. High school players, college players, whatever. They had to come in, get pictures taken. Well, Kumar Rocker had pictures taken. And teams looked at the pictures and he fell like a chandelier. He was supposed to go fourth or fifth, but he kept falling, kept falling, kept falling. Finally, the Mets took him at 10th. The Mets took him at 10th, despite rumors that his arm, uh, his elbow may be in trouble, despite rumors that the numbers that he was putting on the, they were just rumors. There was, I don't know, maybe his this or maybe his vertical elevation or, you know, whatever the, whatever the terms are. A lot of people are not sold on Kumar Rocker. <sighs> Full breath. The Mets strategy this cycle. I've talked about draft strategies before. I'll use the I'll mention the Cubs strategy. The Cubs strategy, the first guy they drafted, Jordan Wicks, was a is a I'll say a rather vanilla sort of pitcher. He has decent velocity, nice changeup, nice breaking ball, etc. 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 Uh, oh no, I actually I think his sliders is beast, not his curve. So um he was the Cubs' number one pick. Ooh. Their second pick. Oh, I haven't talked about him in a while. So I've completely forgotten what his blasted name is. Got it written down over here. James Triantos. High schooler. High school players tend to have a bit of leverage. Because they can go to college. So it's either, well, you're going to give me a bunch of money or I'm going to go to school. And school's going to be fine. So the Cubs decided to take Triantos. And they had a whisper agreement on how much Triantos was going to cost. Nonetheless, the next day, the draft continued. The Cubs took a couple of high school players in rounds 11 and 12. Trianto signed. There was no problem. He signed. It was a rich contract. But the Cubs signed 1 through 12. Let me see. How else did they do? I got the names over here. They signed 1 through 10. 11 did not sign. 12 did not sign. 13, 14, 15, 16 all signed. 17 I'm not sure of. 18 signed. I don't think 19 signed, and I'm not sure about 20, but there were a number of high school players that they drafted that most of, uh, some of them signed, some of them did not, but had Triantos said, yes, I will definitely sign for, what was it, $2.1 million? I will definitely, I promise, I will sign for $2.1 million. If the next day he said, oh, about that $2.1 million that I said I'm going to sign for, Screw you guys, I'm going to sign for 2.7 or else go to hell. Now, he could have said that. It would have been an evil, rotten, horrible thing to do, but he could have said it. The Cubs had a couple of other high school players lined up behind him in case that was the case. But since the Cubs signed Wicks and Triantos and Drew Gray, there went most of the budget, and they're basically good with that. They got a lot of college players after that. And some high school guys on the third day. It'll be interesting to see how the Cubs draft class plays out. But the Cubs had a um, contingency plan in case James Triantos 
was difficult to sign. Kumar Rocker was going to be a difficult sign. That was part of why he slipped down the boards because teams knew he wanted to get paid. He wanted to get paid, so if he wasn't going to get paid, he wasn't going to sign. Mets made an offer. There was some back and forth, back and forth. Mets said, oh, by the way, we want to take another little picture of your elbow thingy. Took another picture of his elbow thingy and said, yeah, I don't like that. So, long story short, the Mets, whose entire draft strategy, entire draft strategy was, we're going to spend a whole lot of money on Kumar Rocker, so the, the rest of our entire draft is going to be uh, basically college players that aren't going to cost much because we know we're going to have to spend almost everything we possibly can on Kumar Rocker. So they signed all the college players. No worries there. Kumar Rocker, uh, no, we don't want to sign you. So the Mets' entire draft class for 2020 is basically a bunch of high school, uh, is a bunch of college players. Some of them are going to be fairly good. You know, some of them will do well. But they didn't sign Kumar Rocker, which means they lose a whole bunch of draft value. Uh, they lose a whole bunch of prospect value because they lost one of their primary draft picks. The draft is not appropriately done in baseball. The draft is not appropriately done. There are too many rewards <coughs> for teams who have bad seasons. The Cubs are a prime example of that. They got to the end of July and realized, you know what? We're not going to make the playoffs. We're not going to make the playoffs. We're not going to make the playoffs. So instead, what we're going to do is we're going to trade this guy over here. We're going to trade that guy over there. Those two guys are going to go over here. This guy we already got rid of. This guy we're going to get rid of. This guy's going there. Suddenly, pretty much the entire team, at least anybody that anybody wanted, is gone. So the Cubs are going to be a horrible team for the rest of the season. Unless, of course, Rafael Ortega hits three home runs a game, in which case the Cubs might score five. <sighs> um, so what happens is the Cubs will lose a bunch of games down the stretch and the Cubs will get an early draft choice in every round because they did lousy. Now, is that a good way to have a system? system where if you're kind of doing okay, you're better off just absolutely blowing the thing up and doing lousy the back end of the season? No, that's really not a good plan. That's really not a good organizational system. Nonetheless, that's what baseball's going with. So until it changes, in a situation like the Cubs, they can either do what they did or be rather mediocre. I was watching the scoreboard tonight, and I saw the Cardinals were playing the Minnesota Twins. Usually, you know, who really cares? Early August, doesn't really matter, da-da-da, etc. I looked at the score, and the Cardinals were beating the Twins. Uh, let's see. Cardinals were beating the Twins. I think it was 4-2. to two. I looked at the score, and I said, okay, Cardinals, they're kind in the middle, so it really doesn't matter. They're not going to the playoffs. Doesn't matter, darn thing. And the Twins are on my list. On my list, my list, my list. 
My list is 11 teams. Tigers, Royals, Twins, Orioles, Rangers, Cubs, Nationals, Marlins, Rockies, Pirates, Diamondbacks. That's my list. I'll run through them again because it's my list and it's my podcast. Tigers, Royals, Twins, Orioles, Rangers, Twins, Nats, Marlins, Rockies, Pirates, Diamondbacks. Uh, I I want the, ti- the the Twins to win. Oh, oh, it's because you don't like the Cardinals. No, 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 no. I want the Cardinals to win. I I want the Twins to win because if the Twins win, then the Twins get a better record. If the Twins get a better record than the Cubs, then the Cubs draft before the Twins in every round next year. Those teams, Twins, Tigers, Royals, Orioles, Rangers, Mets, no, Nats, Nationals, Mar- let's try it again. Tigers, Royals, Twins, Orioles, Rangers, Nationals, Marlins, Rockies, Pirates, Diamondbacks. If those teams win, it kind of helps the Cubs. It kind of helps the Cubs. A whole lot? Eh, no, not necessarily. But if, if, if there's a game going on, it's like... Tigers are playing. Might as well hope the Tigers win. Uh, if you have the Tigers against the Royals and it's two teams that are kind of close together, then it's like, hmm, well, uh, whichever. But the Cubs are hopeless this year. And the way the draft is set up, which is really kind of stupid, all the benefit goes to the team that has a crappy season. Am I actively rooting for the Cubs to lose games? No, of course not. What I'm hoping for is answers are developed. Is Rafael Ortega worth a 40-man roster spot? Yes, no. Green light, red light. Green light, red light. Yeah, you guys are familiar. Uh, On the Yankees broadcasts, Yankees television broadcasts, Apparently, I don't watch Yankees broadcasts, but someone who does mentions it. They have a green light, red light for the outfielders. If you're supposed to run on the guy, he's a green light. If you're supposed to not run on the guy because he has a really strong arm, he's a red light. And a couple days ago with uh, Stanton and Gallo and Judge in the outfield. For the Yankees. They had red light, red light, red light. Don't run on any of these guys. The person who was commenting on it, a Yankees fan, was saying, hey, this is kind of cool. Three red lights. I'm not cheering for the Cubs to lose. I want them to learn stuff. I want them to learn stuff. Is, well, Patrick Wisdom is going to be worth keeping around next year. Is he going to be worth having as a starter? Maybe the third baseman next year. I don't know. That's a little bit down the line. But as you watch games, as you pay attention to the Cubs games, is this guy, whoever this guy is, worth playing regularly? Should he be a star? Should he have a 40-man roster spot? Should the Cubs attempt to bring back Adam Morgan? Should the Cubs attempt to bring back Kyle Ryan? If yes, why? If no, why not? Today was the draft deadline. The Mets will be getting 
the 11th pick in the 2022 draft. I think the Red Sox are going to get their second round pick refunded. I think that was at about 41, 42, something like that. <clears throat> so whatever pick that was, they will get the pick after that. So the first two picks that we will know in the draft for the 2022 draft, however many rounds it is, the Mets will pick 11th and the Red Sox will have a bonus pick around 41 or something. Everything else just follows based on however it goes. Uh, the Astros lost their fourth round pick who did not sign. And with it being a fourth round pick as opposed to a first, second, or third round pick, they do not get a replacement pick. The draft has rules. The draft is kind of silly. The draft is kind of dopey. Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, took to Twitter saying in his own fashion, I'm not looking at it, I'm not going to look at it, in his own fashion, no, I'm not being cheap. No, it's not that I have no money. I made a business decision. His comment was something to the extent of draft picks are worth five times what we pay in draft bonuses. And if a draft pick was going to help my team, I would definitely sign him. Effectively saying, Kumar Rocker is too injured to be reliable. Seems harsh, but he's entitled. It's his business, it's his dollar bill, it's his wallet. The walk away from that for me is, Steve Cohen said out loud the things you're supposed to keep quiet. Draft picks are worth five times what the players are receiving. Jordan Wicks signed a 3.132 million dollar contract with a little 300 on the side. So what that means is, since Steve Cohen says draft picks are worth five times what they are offered, what they receive, Jordan Wicks actually should have received a 15 million dollar bonus. $15 million bonus should have been what he would have received. And it probably would have been what he would have, probably would be kind of close to what he would have received if there was no draft. But there is a draft because owners want to make sure they don't have to spend through the teeth for new incoming talent. And they also rig it so that they don't get paid much on the way up. Kumar Rocker did not sign. What his next step is, I'm not sure. I'm hearing he doesn't want to go back to Vanderbilt. Indie ball? I don't know. But he can't. <coughs> he is not permitted to go off to Indie ball, make two or three starts, and then sign with the Yankees for $8 million. He can't do that. He has to wait until the draft the next time. Then when the draft the next time comes around... He has to wait until he's selected by a team and negotiate with only that team. That's how the baseball draft works.
Is it right? Is it proper? Is it a system that encourages everyone to try their hardest through the entire season? Obviously not. Otherwise, the Cubs would not have pulled off all the rails. They would have tried. They would have pushed. They would have competed all the way through the bitter end. But that's not rewarded in baseball. What is rewarded is if you're not contending, trading what you have that other teams who are contending might be interested in. That's exactly what the Cubs did. Is it a good system? Of course not. Of course not. Well, it's a very good system for the owners. It's a very good system for the owners. And as there is a collective bargaining agreement that expires this offseason, the owners are highly unlikely to agree to anything that's going to make the draft less beneficial for them. Fortunately for the owners, the players aren't really worried about the draft. The players are more worried about the players getting paid in the here and now. And owners might not even try to let them do that either. So yeah, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be very ugly. And if you wonder why it should be ugly, look at Kumar Rocker, who wants to play baseball. But the team that drafted him said, yeah, really? No, no, we're no, we're good. We're good. We're going to not sign you and instead take a substitution pick next season and go with that. And hopefully, maybe, perhaps, perchance, it will help us then. That's how it works. It's silly. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's dumb. But most of all, it's slanted in favor of the owners who will probably not vote for anything that cuts in on their own action. Thanks for stopping by. Be safe. Be nice to others. And sadly, sadly, tomorrow, Monday, there aren't any full season games. We'll figure out something. Have a great day.